Hello, and welcome to a uh, special re-release of a podcast that normally goes only to the Patreon folks. Um, this one was recorded quite a while ago, um, probably early pandemic. Um, that music you hear is the Bell Stars. Um, it'll be our interludes. I'm going to try and drop a couple of these probably over the next month or so. Um, for people who are maybe have interest in the Patreon, we haven't been able to do a ton of stuff on there, obviously, unfortunately, with the way things have been, but we're on... To look out for some new stuff, some new content, maybe even some video stuff, uh, and working on um, potential beers um, for maybe later in the season <clears throat> as well. So uh, just wanted to give you guys a taste. This is actually pulled out of the vault um, on behalf of Luke Craig, who you'll hear on the podcast, uh, Ariel um, on Twitter, Man City fan. Um, she is watching Victory soon, and so we are pulling this out, um, not specifically for her, but because it's, uh, I think, one of our... Uh, a good example of what we, the shenanigans that we get up to on the um, Watch Party podcast. So if you have any suggestions of uh, Watch Party uh, uh, episodes that we should do, um, we have done things like Bend It Like Beckham, uh, Holy Goalie, um, that uh, um, Damn United. So we've done some of the classics, but if you have uh, some weirder out out there uh, soccer-related movies, um, the that we think we would get a kick out of. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at TDIKMN um, and let us know what you want us to hear on the watch party. It's, uh, it's a fun little thing that we set up a couple years ago and we've only done, I think, six or seven total. So there's plenty of soccer movies out there. I know I have a list, but if you have anything specific in mind and you are a Patreon member, um, hit us up and we'll make sure to get those recorded um, as soon as possible. So without further ado, here is uh, me, Luke Craig uh, at Born with the Tail underscore on Twitter and uh, our original Dave Dave Martin David Martin uh, at Offensive Loons fan on Twitter uh, discussing the historic uh, Sylvester Stallone starring Michael Caine starring um, probably their best performances ever um, classic um, victory or as it's known in Europe and arrest around the world escape to victory so uh, you'll hear the bell stars again and then it's gonna jump in you'll hear um, a little um, uh, intro or a, a a sound bit before the thing kicks in so don't worry you'll hear Luke Craig's voice right away at the start after the bell bell star so enjoy this um release from the vault if you will of the Dave's I know watch parties and if you want to get involved in the patreon patreon.com slash the Dave's I know to uh to get involved all right thanks everybody um hope you enjoy <laughs> Actually, I, I thought we might get to the whole thing without ever seeing a single female face. So, oh. Well, you yeah. might as well not have. I, we're starting to talk about it, so should, we should probably hit the record I, button. Yeah, yeah flip, um, flip the button on it. I started. Point. I started, guys. We're, we're going. Oh, um, oh, good. oh shit. Good. Yeah. You got to tell us that, man. Oh. I could have said, hold on. Now my hey, look, hey, look that stuff. thing I said about the hobo, that is not legally admissible. So don't no. even bother. <laughs> Don't I mean, even as, bother trying to call the authorities on that. As one. as the as the Dave I know barrister, um, you would know it's legal, <laughs> not legal. So um, that's right. right. <laughs> to me uh-huh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 
live from a Parisian soccer park. We are the Dave's You Know, and we watched Victory. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Well, you must realize it's my busy time. Everybody wants to escape in the good weather. <laughs> in 1942, the Nazis thought they were sitting on top of the world, never suspecting that they could be toppled in one conflict, the most unusual battle of the war. It has been decided that a German national team will play a combined team from the prisoners of war of the occupied territories. That's crazy. Okay, I'm ready to sign up. Sign up, man. And you ought to be exhibited in Paris like performing fleas. What about me? Get out. A stacked game. The Third Reich's finest against a ragged bunch of prisoners of war. The Germans thought they had it made. They couldn't run about for 90 minutes, they'd be chucking their guts up. Am I good? Or am I good? What's your name? You know my name. What's your name? I decided to join the team. The American? No. You use that bloody American style again here and you'll be fast. Look, you're playing English, I play American. Can you do with your mouth shut? Hey, the mouth and the hand work together, it's a team. This match is a propaganda stunt for the Germans. It's a wonderful opportunity for us. The Allied High Command called them crazy, and maybe they were. We want you to contact the resistance for us and arrange the escape of the football team. But I want to thank you all for your concern, but I'm really not planning on seeing Paris until after the war. Well, I'm uh, an orphan. I have no parents, no money, I'm not married. I don't even have a pet. And anything I might say in my sleep to the contrary can't be held against me. We don't be shot as a spy, do we? No. I don't want to be shot as anything. Victory. Starring Sylvester Stallone, Michael Caine, Max von Sydow, and introducing Pele. How'd you like to play football against the Germans? Why not? Now is the time for heroes. <laughs> Victory. You've never seen anything like it. Cool. All right. Let's, All right. let's, let's fucking this. jump into it, guys. Let's, yep. let's win. Let's have some victory in our lives. Yeah, uh, goddamn change. Yeah, this is episode, I believe, <laughs> seven or six of uh, The Watch Party. Yes. Um, our Patreon-only podcast where we watch soccer movies and then talk about it. We have, uh, we have the dads, the dad podcast. Dad Patrol. Martin and Luke Craig. Welcome back, yeah. boys. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to uh, be back in the, I don't know, the sphere of magic influence, the worthy of being banned by Durkee uh, <laughs> podcast here. Ooh! Oh, yeah, we can talk about that. On, we'll talk yeah, about I, that I, gotta, I gotta get fully caught up on that That's, at some point. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> this, blacklisted. Fucking team, this fucking team, right? So let's, let's not talk about that soccer team. <laughs> let's not talk about that fucking let's team. Talk about, let's talk about... 
Let's talk about a bunch of POWs kicking some Nazi ass. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure, the the best the, the best soccer movie ever made. I, sorry, I, I don't know why I, why I stumbled there. The best soccer movie ever made. The best sports movie ever made. And if I'm, Ooh. you know, giving my druthers, the best movie yeah. ever made, gentlemen. Wow. Escape to victory. I love it. I Escape love to it. victory. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that's a hill yes. I'm gonna die on, and I'm sure we're gonna have a lot of discussion about it. Um, so yeah, so so just very quick off the top, uh, Luke, you you were live uh, live DMing Martin and I about <laughs> that's right on Sunday night this movie. Um, <laughs> so you only seen it once, uh, Martin. How many times? Yeah. Did you see, uh, Victory. I, uh, I've seen Victory once, and it was the time I watched it for this podcast that I am now on. <laughs> oh, you, you sons of bitches! Yeah, we were we were movie, all virgins until this one. Yeah, this movie was like we, a staple on on cable for a long time, like like in like the nineties. Oh, 90s. Um, sure. And so I, that's where I started watching it for the first time, and then I I really fell in love with it in college. And I I I, I think so. I own a, an actual physical copy of this movie on DVD. Nice. And I'm pretty sure I've owned this movie on VHS, and then like two other copies. I think I've owned Final. this movie every every format eight millimeter film format but i think i've owned this movie four times um because i think i've given away i gave away one of my dvds i think i lost one in a move slash breakup and then i i bought one about a year ago uh another copy to make sure i still had uh, access to this movie whenever the fuck i wanted to nice good on you I watched this movie three times in the last 24 hours because why the fuck not right (laughs) this sounds like a this sounds like a vice article like we took Angel Dust and watched Victory three times in a row. <laughs> Not three times in a row, but three times okay. in the span of 24 hours. Like Okay, after, okay, once every eight hours. Yeah. Okay, like after, fair. After that uh, Minnesota United match last night, I came home. I was like fucking amped. I was like, let's throw out some victory. Why the fuck not? Uh, uh, yeah, bask in the afterglow. Yeah, I woke yeah. up this morning. I gave my kids some breakfast. And I was like, hey, kid, want to watch Victory? He can't sure. talk yet. Like, he doesn't have words. <laughs> So he was yeah. like, sure. I was like, all right. And then, uh, yeah, after dinner, I was like. Well, and like probably well. the same reason it was popular on cable is there's uh, pretty minimal violence for being a war movie. And yeah. I think only one cuss word that would easily be deleted out yeah. or edited out. So you can pretty much you can pretty much run this in front of anybody Yeah. Um, I, and not be embarrassed. Yeah. Actually, going, going looking back at it now, I've watched this movie three times in about the last 18 hours. So just to <laughs> clarify. <laughs> everything uh, all right so if you're if you're not familiar uh escape to victory uh or victory as it is uh colloquially known as it's, so it's escape it's weird because it's, it's escape to victory on a lot like the original release and then some of the dvds have escape to victory uh, well that's what it says in the title credits yeah most of the the dvds or things you get now just say victory so if you search for victory with exclamation point this pops up yeah. so it's a little it's a little weird a uh, little weird thing basically very brief plot summary um, allied POWs uh, are basically preparing for a soccer game against the German national team uh, to be played in Nazi-occupied Paris. Uh, French resistance and British officers make plans for the team to escape. The team doesn't escape. They do not win. It's, they don't actually well, have a victory. No, it's Spoiler not. Alert. But w- wacky hijinks ensue. That's wacky hijinks ensue. We'll talk about that yes. as we talk more specifically about the uh, the action of the movie. Um, yeah. So this was released in 1981. Uh, yeah, we're going. We're taking the wayback machine with this. Yeah, one. and I think for all things said, you know, this movie ages actually pretty well. Um, yeah, the soccer is actually pretty good. 
Yeah. In terms of like 1980, like 1980s, early 1980s, late 1970s soccer, right? And apparently Pele yes. did all the choreography for like all the players, even like Bobby Moore and, and all the other players. So that's um, awesome. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so some other things that were released in 1981, uh, Das Boots, Mad Max 2, Clash of the Titans, oh, baby. Escape from New York, fucking yes. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Hell right? yes. Time Bandits and The Evil Dead. Those are a few of the movies that were released. That's, that a, that's a pretty damn good cohort. Yeah. Um, I, I would recommend I would recommend any of those movies. Yeah, for sure. That's why that's why I wrote there's also a bunch of uh, really shitty movies that were released. Well, of course. One, but uh, yeah. we're not going to talk about that. No. Um, so, yeah. So, as, you look, as you mentioned, there's only one curse word. Uh, Michael Cade yelling bullshit, which is, uh, you know, glorious. <laughs> it is cocky accent. I would say. Um, bullshit. There's a there's a moment where Sylvester Stallone uh, calls him a bunch of fairies too, which is oh, not, uh, right. not, yeah. not classically a swear word, but not something I need my kid uh, repeating. So yeah, yeah, that's true. And considering like considering uh, Ladybugs and then this movie, like yeah, this yeah. movie ages a lot better than Ladybugs does. Although we oh still, my god, yeah, still stand for Jackie, Jackie <laughs> Harry. So um, yes, is this movie longer than a soccer match? Yes, uh, it is by. But not uh, not a really? time soccer match. So, yeah. And then uh, who directed it? John. <laughs> I think Luke put this in the in the notes. John fucking Houston. John. Yeah, uh, dude. Luke, tell us a little more about John Houston. Uh, he's a legendary director. I, he uh, I think he had just done Blood Simple. I want to say the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I'd actually have to look it up just to make sure I'm not like completely like talking out of my bee hole here. Um, but he's done a ton of famous. He's Angelica Houston's dad, by the way. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, he did. He, yeah, starting with Maltese Falcon in 1941 was his first movie. Which last you movie you were, I think, right? Yeah. And then The Dead in 1987. I mean, that's a 45 year body of work. Um, goddamn, he did. He did the Bible in the beginning, 1966. Yeah. Wow. He did yeah. the damn Bible. Yeah, Red the African Queen. African Queen, Key Largo. This guy rules. Yeah, John Huston is a is a very well known, uh, well known director. So and he and he actually fought in World War II. So so there so there you go. Yeah, his uh wow second to last movie. So speaking of Angelica Houston, um, I, I and this is a fun fact that I know because my wife, uh, her and a couple friends spent a year watching all of Stanley Tucci's movies. Um, oh yeah, can re- reason. Um, second Vice article of the night, but yeah. Uh, so yeah. we took ayahuasca movie, and watched every Stanley Tucci movie ever. Yeah, yeah. His second to last movie uh, he ever directed was uh, uh, Prizzy's Honor, which yes. is which is Angelica Houston's uh, d- uh, debut as an actress. Also, Stanley Tucci. I mean, I think stars is a is a very aggressive word uh, there. Okay. Like, Stanley Tucci is if, also in that movie. But if Stanley Tucci is in the movie, he is starring in the movie. Yeah. John Huston yeah. also directed Annie in 1982. Who the fuck knew that? I did not know that. that what? Amazing. Yeah, he directed <laughs> Annie. <laughs> he could oh do it all. Yeah. yeah, he could do it all. Right. So, wow. Uh, John Huston directs. Uh, so, starring. So, stars a lot of soccer players, guys. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit yeah. about them. The three, yeah, I had to run a little cheat sheet on some of these guys. So. There are three. There are three main actors in this movie: um, Michael Caine, Sylvester Stallone, and Max von Sydow. And then, a, and then a shit ton of soccer players, including Pele and Bobby yeah. Moore, who are probably the yeah. most the most famous soccer players. 
Um, Michael Caine. So <laughs> you can tell me your favorite Michael Caine role. Um, Michael Caine was coming off of uh, his previous two movies before this were Dressed to a Kill, which I don't know if you've ever seen, but it's a super fucked up Brian De Palma movie where he plays but a, they're all yeah they're all fucked up but yeah true 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 but so michael michael Caine plays a psychiatrist who uh has is also transgender has mental health issues and like murders his clients <laughs> she'll find but out that's the very a lot. End. That and then a lot. um and then his other movie that was just before this was an oliver stone movie also a kind of a fucked up director called the hand where uh uh Michael Caine plays like a, a comic artist who loses a hand in an accident and then the hand starts like murdering people and shit. And it's, it's fucked up, <laughs> okay. man. Michael Caine, yeah. um, I love Michael Caine as an actor, right? Uh, yep. The Muppet Christmas Carol, fucking brilliant. Yes. Um, Michael Caine definitely, and these are two movies that he just, he just, are, he might be one of the biggest actors in the world this time. Um, Michael, oh, Caine has, sure. uh, Michael Caine has, has, I think he's actually come out and said that he's just taking movies for checks. Like mm -hmm. the dude is the dude sure. is Nick Cage before Nick Cage, but like without all the craziness, right? Like, yeah, you know what? You're gonna pay me, you know, a hundred thousand dollars or half a million dollars to go make this movie? Fuck it, why not? What are your guys' other favorite Michael Caine? Uh, but I'll, I'll I'll jump in and say for somebody who has such an extensive filmography that he has, it's still Muppet Christmas Carol, and, uh, mm. and it's for t for two reasons. First of all, I I think he is. I think that w when I think of Scrooge, I think of him. Uh, he, he has just naturally he oozes this aristocratic higher tier English character. Even just his accent is perfect there. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, even though it's a Muppet movie, it is the most faithful uh, and probably the most entertaining rendition of a Christmas story out of the billions that have been attempted. Somehow that one <laughs> rises. So for me, for me, it's that. I guess maybe the second one is, I don't know, Austin Powers, Gold Member, whatever the fuck. Yeah. 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 Luke? Yeah. Well, I would say, so he's kind of got two modes. So in the late 60s, early 70s, he played all these really gritty, hard-boiled, cockney criminals like in the original uh italian job in the original get carter he's like this badass you know east ends you know i love you know chopping people's fingers off stuff like that and then he kind of comes around to be kind of a parody of that by the time he plays austin powers dad in uh gold member and you know mm -hmm. and of course muppet christmas carol and all that stuff too so i kind of like cockney thug michael kane a little bit and it is a little bit funny that he's also, you know, like we sort of think of him as being the, the prototypical classy, you know, upper crust English, Englishman or whatever. But, you know, his original typecasting was, was very much against that. So I think it's fun. Yeah. Also, I think, I think America needs an Austin Powers revival of some sort. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to bring back, yeah, baby, yeah. It's kind of like a tagline, but it hasn't really hasn't really caught on yet. So no, not to get not to get too far <sighs> off topic, but if if it doesn't need specifically an Austin Powers revival, I would love to see um, broader flicks uh, that are superheroes or spy movies, things like that. I would love to see them take another turn back toward being a little goofy, not yes. so self serious, kind of campy. Oh my I god! Think yes. it, it was kind of cool to watch superheroes go in like the dark knight direction i think you know that was a good movie a lot of things followed suit they, you know bond went that way and it was cool but i'm exhausted by it now and i just yeah. at the at the end of the day you're a person wearing tights and that's that's it 
I don't know right. why that you have to do that and then be like, but I'm also yes. tortured. Like, no, let, let's uh, go Austin Powers direction and have some fun. Yeah, with it, be no, a little no silly. more gritty reboots. If you're wearing tights, you can go, you can do some camp. Yeah, let's make exactly, it campy. Exactly. Let's break it campy again, baby. Yeah, yeah. well, speaking of like the gritty reboot, Michael Caine uh, also was in as Alfred in the uh, the Christmas yes. and trilogy. So mm-hmm. yeah, true, and he and he was great at that. Absolutely, yeah. yes, but. Uh, the other, the other, the other big star, um, or you know, theoretically the the star of the film, uh, Sylvester Stallone, uh, coming off of Rocky II and Nighthawks, uh, were the most the two previous movies that he had uh, he had just uh, just been in, both in uh, Rocky II is 1979, not Nighthawks is 81, and then this that was right before Victory. So what's yeah. uh, what is your favorite uh, uh, Rock or uh, sorry Rocky? I to say Rocky performance. You could say what's your favorite Rocky performance is, but what is your favorite uh, Sylvester Stallone performance if you had to pick one? Demolition Man. Demolition Man. We watched that. We watched that fucking movie. De- Demolition uh, Man. I'm gonna say Demolition Man because um, and it, it, movies didn't have a ton of like meta type stuff. Now it's almost everything is ironic and yes. self-referential. But at the time, it wasn't quite as common. And it, there is almost maybe Schwarzenegger is an easier example, but there's almost no bigger target you could put on a bigger back than Stallone's to make fun of the sort of goofiness of the 80s action star. And that movie is extremely self-aware about it. It's still a really good action flick, but very much about it. I, I don't know, maybe Last Action Hero is the, other, the only other thing I can think about it, where it's just like, that car didn't explode. What happened? Like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> and so Stallone making fun of himself is where I want to see Stallone. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go with his 1986 action vehicle, Cobra, oh, which, was the, which was yeah. the sincere version of that. Like, this yeah. is probably... It's the absolute, like, er, shitty, dumb, reactionary, mid-80s cop movie. And, the first you know, the first 10 moon, minutes of Cobra is the most quotable 10 minutes of any movie ever. <laughs> right. I'll blow this place right. up. It's like, go yeah. ahead. I don't shop here. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just, like, taking the whole Dirty Harry, like, you know, a, you know, gritty anti-hero cop thing, like, too. Like, it's logical extreme before it completely bends back into self-parody yeah. so just this absolutely ridiculous you know he's he, he's an la city cop but he you know he drives like this sports car and yeah i haven't seen it for a classic long time. cop wages yeah, yeah exactly although i think as we're learning more and more about uh some of the way the uh, overtime payment systems work in certain <laughs> cities maybe it becomes less uh less surprising here but yeah uh, so that I think that that's really you know he's most famous for Rocky and Rambo obviously but I think that is kind of the er Stallone role is just dumb reactionary violence. <laughs> that's fair. So I can't argue with, with you there. I, I I love what he does in Demolition Man. Um, I think his best performance is in Rocky Four, quite frankly, mm. to me. Uh, yeah, good fucking movie. Uh, I think it's it might be. You know, in terms of sequels, um, it's it's pretty high up there in terms of like one of the best sequels of all time. That's the fourth movie in what is ostensibly a super fucking dumb franchise about a dude who's boxes, right? Like that. Yeah. There's no reason yeah. there should be like seven Rocky movies. There are seven Rocky movies, right? Like, there's no reason for seven Rocky movies. There are seven yeah. Rocky movies. I've brought my own trivia to the uh, to the proceedings here. Um, Sylvester Stallone has been married three times, and each of his three wives has been in a Rocky movie. 
So, wow, you could do with that information wow. whatever you please. That is wow, awesome. I, I was gonna, I was also gonna say, um, I think so. I, I to, kind of to both you guys' points, I like when uh, Sylvester Stone just kind of leans in and um, Stopper, my mom will, will shoot, and Oscar, <laughs> yeah. oh, no, and Oscar the movie Oscar. Do you guys remember Oscar? <laughs> yeah. Like when he tries to do funny, no. like he's, <laughs> I don't know, man. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. The other fun fact about uh, uh, Michael Caine and, and uh, Sylvester Sloan, um, both were in Get Carter in different versions. Uh, Sloan oh, that's right. And then, yeah, and uh, Michael Caine had a wow. cameo uh, in the uh, 2000 version. But, yeah, Michael Caine and, and Sylvester Sloan both, uh, both in Get Carter. So, uh, And the last sort of main actor in the movie that we, that we know of, you know, that you know, has some recognition is Max von Sydow. Um, yes. Who, appeared with Sylvester Stallone in Judge Dredd, FYI. Oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah. Do you guys have um, any uh, – are you guys familiar with, with Max von Sydow? Or is it just I – mean, like, I not, maybe I'm You know, not like a ton. Okay. So he was, so he was in the, the, uh, the, the Star Wars Force Awakens. He's the guy who gives uh, Poe Dameron the map to, to Luke Skywalker. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. He was he was Emperor Ming in the in Flash Gordon, which is like a oh, fucking sweet. amazing movie. Um, so yeah, he's you know he was pretty well known. Uh, he's you know obviously he's a Swedish uh, Swedish actor. Plays uh, was a uh, Captain Carl von something or another. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, I just, just call it up here. Yeah. Carl von Steiner, Major, Major Carl von Steiner. Um, von Carl Steiner. Steiner. Yeah, he's he's in Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian. Uh, he's in. Yes. Like, the dude's the dude's been. He's like, he's all over the place. Like you would definitely like. He's one of those kind of character actors. Like you don't necessarily like see him, uh, recognize him, but he's just he's, he has has an amazing amazing filmography. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So let's uh, so Luke, why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the uh, the actual soccer players that uh, that we see in this Okay, movie. so we've got kind of this rogues gallery of fairly big names for the period. Obviously, Pele and Bobby Moore are the big ones. Maybe we'll wrap around to them. But the supporting cast of players is interesting too. So we've got Osvaldo Ardiles, who was a midfielder in Argentina international, uh, played ten seasons at Tottenham in the seventies and eighties. Uh, it was weird. He was one of two Argentine players playing in the Premier in in England when the Falklands War broke out uh, in 1982, and it kind of made this weird, awkward situation. Right. And he had to go home to Argentina for a little while after that. Uh, but for all the NSA NSA NASL heads out there, he did play one season as a Fort Lauderdale striker with five appearances and one goal. So yes. uh, good for you, Ozzy. And he's he's coaching somewhere now. Um, he's, got a, he's got an academy uh, down in Argentina or something. So yeah, he's yeah he's got and he's like he's I think he's a color commentator for somewhere as well. So he's sure. he's doing okay. Uh, Bobby Moore, uh, very famous name, uh, mostly from the '60s. He was a defender at West Ham for forever. Uh, England national captain for a long time. Uh, he was the captain of the 1966 England team that won the World Cup. Uh, Pele said he was the best defender he'd ever faced, and and these guys actually got to work on the movie together here. So that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Uh, and then there's a bunch of other names I honestly had not really run into before. So I'm just going to run through them real quick here. Kazimierz Dana was a Polish international who played mostly for Man City, but also NASL heads. He played for NASL San Diego Soccers. And that is spelled S-O-C-K-E-R-S. Soccer. Yeah. 
They're wearing socks, baby. America. Uh, some some uh, some dude named Halvar Torrensen, who was just some Norwegian dude who played for a bunch of Air Divisi teams. Yeah, whatever. Mike Summerby uh, is some cat who made over 400 appearances for Man City in the 1970s. Uh, Dutch guy named Cole Prinz, who's a former Ajax striker, uh, who interestingly enough actually played in the USA in the precursor to the NASL, which was called the NPSL back in the 1960s. Uh, and the two teams were the New York Generals and the Pittsburgh Phantoms. I've never heard of either one of these up until I was doing the homework on this dude today. So <laughs> there you go. Interesting Cole Prince fact, he actually dropped dead on the pitch while playing a match in 1987. So, you know, not, not the worst way to go, maybe. So cool. tip the cap to you, Cole Prince. Uh, and then some other dude named Russell Osmond, who was an inter- England international in the early 80s. Uh, I think they probably thought he was more of an up-and-comer when they did the movie than he maybe turned out to be. Um, so, but then the biggies are, you know, like we said, Bobby Moore and uh, Pele. Yeah, Luke, before you get to those guys, let me, so I'll throw out one more. Kevin O'Callaghan. Uh, oh, right. Irish, uh, oh, okay. Irish left winger. Uh, yep. Mostly played uh, um, for Millwall, uh, Ipswich Town, uh, yeah. Portsmouth, and then uh, back to Millwall for, um, you know, the bulk of his career. Um, he was a, he's a left winger. He plays goalie in the movie. He's the guy who gets his arm broken. Uh, right. He, he plays the goaltender, but he's a left winger. So um, in his actual, his actual playing okay. career. Okay, weird. Um, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it is kind of, it is kind of funny. Uh, anyways, so yeah, so he's the other one. So he gets, yeah, what, what, he gets like two lines in the whole thing. He does, yeah, he gets he gets his arm broken to you know to save the save just, the dude. Just so. make it fast, Colby. <laughs> yeah, clean break, please. Yeah, clean break, please. All right, yeah, bastard. Uh, all right, so tell us tell us a little <laughs> more about Pele and uh, and uh, Bobby. I Moore. didn't even write anything down for Pele, and I almost I'm I'm worried about. I mean, it, it, he was the first soccer star I was ever aware of. Yeah. Um, back in, I mean, I think he's probably the first soccer star a lot of people, sort of my age cohort, were ever aware of. Um, back in the day, I mean, he is, you know, I mean, what can you say? He's probably the best that ever was. I don't, I don't know who else would even be in the running. Um, and you know, in, in 1981, he's certainly on the back end of his career. He's been with the Cosmos <laughs> primarily by that point. Kind of his main glory days were behind him. But by God, he still had it when they made this movie. That's for sure. And he's, yeah. you know. So, so we're, 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 we're kind of steering toward like the movie and the content of the movie here uh, as we talk about Pele there. And, and I just want to throw out, first of all, that it, it seems that the way the movie plays out, um, what I would call some of the uh, what matters when the movie concludes, uh, when you see the people they put in the film, it was really clear that soccer mattered to these people. You know, we've seen a lot yes. of soccer movies where soccer is a means to an end. Right. You know, they, it's very clear this is made by people who really love soccer. Uh, the fact that, that they used Pele to actually choreograph is the word that, you know, I think you used earlier, uh, the soccer that was happening on the pitch. This is how it, it wasn't just run around, goof off, and then, you know, what? No, there was some real soccer happening out there. It was clear yeah. that they knew what was going on. Uh, so yeah. they took it seriously. I love that. I love that the film was authentically uh, diverse nationally. Uh, yes. The movie ends during the credits roll as they show all these different players uh, or people in the film really and where they came from and it's 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 just such wide representation and uh i i love that that's that's an authentic piece of it and in the soccer matters in the movie i think you know of all the movies we've watched for this series i don't think we've had a single one where where we were actually impressed with the actual on-field action no no you know it's it's a lot of herky-jerky cutscenes. it's you know mm-hmm. some so- kind of 
highly choreographed set pieces and you know to be fair to be fair better like beckham is probably was probably the best before this one yeah that's true that's true well, and, and this is assuming that you can't count Shaolin soccer because I wouldn't call any of the soccer that happens there real. No, I mean, was... Yes, we saw some impressive things happen. We saw yes. some amazing special effects. I, I wouldn't yeah. count much of the soccer that happens in Holy Goalie uh, very real either. So. No. <laughs> no, yeah, a little, uh, little lacking there. So. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I want to I, I tie off on the comment about Pele that uh, as good as the soccer was in the movie, um, the soccer players didn't get a whole lot of acting to have to shoulder uh, nope. uh really but <laughs> Pe pele got more than anybody because he had he, he enjoyed more screen time than anybody and i had a couple of moments like getting injured yeah. there before the end and stuff and yeah. i would say he absolutely holds his own uh you know when, when he's called yeah. upon to do some kind of acting he's uh he, he doesn't look he, he certainly doesn't look any worse than sylvester stallone uh, i think uh, uh, no. he's fine right <laughs> yeah i think bobby moore bobby moore gets like 10 lines in the entire the entire movie and they're basically like uh yeah coach uh or yeah, yeah. um yeah look away lads <laughs> like right. very much right. like, just, just be yourself uh, uh, Pe pele though pele gets a you know as he gets injured uh, in the first half of the game at the end and he's getting taken off you know he gives a long look back and say you know there's a lot of feeling in those eyes and stuff i was impressed yeah 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 for sure yeah for sure uh all right awesome. do, you, do you want to talk do you, do you think about bobby moore yeah, I mean, he's just, I mean, he's, he's probably a bigger deal for people who follow the English game. Like, you know, like I said, he's more, he's a little bit in sort of the pre-television era of the late 60s. Uh, but uh, if you're a West Ham fan, that's, you know, you're, you're naming your kids after Bobby Moore. So, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely a big name. I'm surprised they got Pele and Bobby Moore and some of these other people all in the same place at the same time. Especially because so many of these guys had active playing careers at that point in time. So right. I don't know how they got them all together at the same time, but they, they pulled it off somehow. So good on them. Well, it sounds like uh, stepping on some of the facts later, but like this was all filmed in about five weeks. So probably mostly just like, you know, like, oh, hey, it's a summer break. Uh, we're going to go film a movie for five weeks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I suppose uh, there's no Euros or World Cup in a, in a, in a year that ends in one. So yeah. I suppose probably wasn't. Probably a little easier back then too, without having to do all the media circuits yeah. and all that stuff that people have to do now. Yeah. So this movie cost about ten million bucks to make. Um, yeah. Made about about made almost three times that twenty seven and a half million dollars. Made its money back in the U.S. box office. Uh, yeah. So pretty good for you know literally for a uh, for a movie about soccer um, in World War Two. Uh, you know did 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 fairly well. So. And critically, it was actually, you know, it's pretty well received as well. Uh, 6.7 IMDb score, 63% uh, uh, on the tomato meter, 71% audience score. So people like it a little bit more than the critics. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the, what, we have the, our typical, what did Roger Ebert say? He didn't say anything, but uh, apparently Vincent Candy of the New York Times really liked it. Yeah, he actually wrote a super long review of it, like, okay. like almost like this, like shot by shot work through. I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> you know, all right, dude, I guess you liked it. So, all right, uh, and we have a few Amazon reviews. So, oh boy, those, those uh, are important. Let's, let's start with yours. So, like, these are always these are always hilarious. So, um, actually, let me start with one. Uh, I'll do one of my one star reviews. Then, Luke, you can do. Yeah, five star review, and then I have a five star review. I have a couple other reviews. So uh, the one star <laughs> review, um, just headline is waste period of period time period, and then it's the entire review is 
very much a waste of time, dot, dot, dot. Big names, but not a Hallmark film of Stallone or Michael Caine. Don't even bother. To which, I'm, to which I want to say to that guy, you watched a fucking soccer movie with starring Sylvester Stallone and Michael Caine. What the fuck were you expecting? Yeah, exactly. These are like, these yeah. are like the stalwart <laughs> actors of our generation. Yeah. Or the generation that they were acting in, right? Like, yeah. So, anyways, well, you had a pretty interesting five-star review. Luke. So, I, you know, I, I went through the views because, you know, because usually the one-stars are the most entertaining, but all, all the ones I saw were just people who were mad because the DVD didn't work in their DVD player. <laughs> yeah, um, right. So I found this five-star review there, and I don't know what to make of it. It says, but no sex and only distant male shower nudity. And I can't tell. <laughs> they gave it five stars. So I can't tell if they're happy that there is no sex and only distant male shower nudity or if they're like disappointed. Like I read it in kind of a, kind of a pissy voice, like, come on, you know, <laughs> More can, we, can we at yeah. least get some moderately distance yeah. male shower nudity? Yeah. Can we at least like, you know, get some dimly lit ass cheek or something here? Come on, something. It's a prison movie for Christ's sake. <laughs> All right. So I have two more. I have a five-star review. Um, the title is Best Football Movie, Best Football Movie, Just a Perfect as a Feel-Good Adventure for Football Lovers. Stallone provides unintended humor in goal. Uh, and the, the review is, love the movie, love the real players. <laughs> love the integrity of the two football lovers in the movie. Only two, apparently. Um, Sylvester Stallone, three question marks. Give me a break. He went so far as to ignore the goalkeeping coach from Gordon Banks, the best goalkeeper in the world at the time, because he knew better. And boy, does it show in his unnatural, terrible goalkeeping. That just yes. brings a little extra unintended humor to the movie that I enjoy as well. Great feel-good movie with best real football you'll see outside the actual game. Also, a few well-placed reminders about the suffering of certain nationalities that get a point across about, without dwelling too much on subjects that, although terrible, would have derailed the direction and energy of the main plot. I love the Pele whiteboard scene. <laughs> just Yes. I, I don't uh, disagree with any of that review, by the way. So no, that's, that's a good review. <laughs> Did you write that review? <laughs> what? No. Did you write that review? Okay. No. I would only uh, use two question marks after the word Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yeah. All right. Then my favorite, this is probably my favorite. The three uh, three star review. Oh uh, boy. The movie title "Victory" was one they sent me by mistake when I thought uh, thought spelled T H O T. I'd ordered the Joseph Conrad story with the same title. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me finish. I was about to return when I saw the splendid cast and an unusual true story. Allied prisoners of war, starved and beaten, are asked to play football against the fat, healthy, strong German national team for propaganda purposes. Guess who wins? Two, three question marks again. Yep. But if you're, if you're a soccer, soccer spelled S-O-C-C-A-R, fan, all the great stars of the past are in it, and they are led by Pele which is worth the film alone. He does a good job, doesn't fall down a lot, and shows up his still spectacular moves. No, no one ever better. It takes place in prison camps, Paris sewers and soccer fields. Stallone and Kane are at their young handsomest. Handsomest, yeah, handsome. Yep. There's no D in there, handsomest. And what do you know? John Houston directs. Entertaining prison break story with a different twist, and by God, it's true. Worth a watch. So that, Lots of ellipses in that one. Yeah. yeah. So I look. I was I was pretty drunk when I wrote that. So so don't don't give me too much shit about the ellipses and the and the three question marks here. But uh, why did yeah. you, you only give it three stars though? That's my, that's my main oh. question. <laughs> like I said, pretty drunk. Pretty drunk. All right. All right. And then uh, so what? So what? So you guys. So both of you guys. I'm gonna ask you this question because I've obviously seen this movie a bunch of times. Yeah. So I, what were your expectations of the movie before seeing it? Like Luke, let's uh, let's start with you. 
I I thought it was going to be have much more of a kind of a low budget, crank it out, uh, Golan Globus type feel. I thought maybe it was going to be a little bit sort of unintentionally campy, you know, kind of a uh, Hogan's Heroes with soccer type feel to it. I, I don't know why I expected that exactly. Um, but because I had I somehow had missed this when it was this was constantly on American cable uh, back on Saturday afternoon. So uh, I, I think maybe the Stallone factor made me pretty skeptical about how good this was going to be. Uh, just because I'm just not a big Stallone fan and doesn't feel like a very natural fit for him. Um, oh, we'll get so, to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Martin, what were you expecting when you when we said victory is the movie we're going to watch? You know what, like, I, I've come into some of the other movies we've done for this uh, series cold and been like, what the fuck was that? It's not what I saw coming at all. Um, Shaolin Soccer was a great example of that. Woo, um, baby. This, this movie was exactly what I expected. I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely going to be, um, what's the other movie, like the football movie where they're in prison and they're going to play the guards? With the long yard. It, it was, was going to be the longest yard hold, set in the, on, set in the POW there's, there's camp, there's... and it's exactly what it was. Hold on. There is a soccer version of the longest yard called Mean Machine starring Vinny Jones. No, it's, it's, might... it's called Victory. <laughs> well, we might, we might need to watch Mean Machine next. That, I've, that I've one been, might have to go in the hopper. I've been circling that one for a while. I haven't actually oh, seen, yeah. I haven't seen Mean Machine, but uh, oh. I fucking love Vinny Jones. So. Love me some Vinny Jones. All right. All right. So here's what we're going to, so here's what I want to do. I kind of, I feel like I want to like, for people who, because if you haven't seen this movie and you're watching, you're listening to this, like, stop, go back, watch this movie, then come back to this. But I kind of want to break down the plot, like, the plot synopsis, basically, and then we can do our, uh, as we're, as I, I'll sort of say little chunks of the plot, and then you guys, if you have anything you want to jump in, you can give your yellow cards for weird stuff or missed opportunities, <laughs> red cards. I don't think there's any red cards in this movie, honestly. Like, there's nothing that really No, um, no. There's no, there's not really any, co- like, plot continuity problems other than, like, We'll, we'll get to it in a second. I have one own goal, basically. And then uh, you can talk about the awesome shit. Uh, and then diving headers, which we also have. Uh, uh, we should probably maybe call this uh, segment the Payday Bicycle Kick, because that is fucking awesome. So let's break yes. down. So I'll break down the, the plot synopsis here and just do it in, in you know, bigger chunks. Basically, the movie starts out, um, a dude is shot is escaping a German uh, POW camp. Uh, and then the Red Cross shows up to uh, inspect the camp, if you will. Um, and that's where we meet uh, Major Carl von Steiner, Max von Sydow. Well, it's, it's because it's because they shot a guy who was trying to escape trying to a escape. couple nights earlier. Correct, correct, yes. So the Red Cross shows up to uh, tour the camp to make sure that uh, everything's on the up and up with the Geneva Convention. Um, that's where we meet uh, Carl von Steiner, Major Carl von Steiner, uh, who recognizes uh, Commander Col- or sorry, Captain Colby, who is played by the, the Michael Caine, Michael Caine character. Um, playing soccer with a bunch of officers. And the, uh, that's basically sort of where I think Steiner gets the idea of uh, having, a, having a soccer match between uh, the German, a German uh, army team and a, a allied army team. So, well, and, and he doesn't, he mentioned that he had been on the German national team back in the 30s. Yeah, like, 30, like 38 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and uh, we should also mention uh, Captain Colby, Played for like according to the the movie West Ham United and for England, so he, he sort of like called yep. that out that he that he knew him from West Ham United and from England. So, which I wonder if that's kind of a nod towards Bobby Moore. I'm sure it is. Fictional, yeah, this fictional character who happens to have the exact same bio as as Bobby yep. Moore, who's in the movie. So yeah. Yep. Yep. 
so the so later in the movie, like later that night, there's a sort of a convenient. So like the the three um, sort of guys that we see kind of like overseeing all this on the Allied side are all like uh, part of part of the escape committee where people come to right. them with their escape plans and they approve their yep. escape plans basically. Yep. And then give them. And they're all they're all a bunch of like upper class toffs. They're all like yeah. wearing like cravats. And I say, oh, job, time for a spot of tea. You know, yeah. like that. They're like those guys. So, so yeah. So then uh, the next day, uh, Steiner approaches Colby um, as he's watching the the prisoners play, uh, and then suggests a an idea of a friendly. Uh, Colby is then putting together a team of Allied prisoners of war, uh, play against a German team uh, from the nearby army base. Colby is interested, um, but basically he gets, uh, and he, he says it's not fair. We're obviously, we're not uh, as well, as well uh, conditioned, uh, not as well fed. And so he basically like bargains for extra rations, for beer, uh, to move all the players who are, and then he also it, uh, makes sure that he gets the uh, enlisted men as well as the, um, the officers uh, as, part of the, as part of the team. So, well, and did I catch? Did, doesn't von Steiner like provide him with a list of here's here's a bunch of internationals we've got in other camps? That's that's and a little, we'll move them that, here. That's a little bit. You're jumping the gun. You're jumping the gun. Ah, there, oh. Yep, yep. No worries. No worries. <laughs> so that's uh, so yeah. Um, so that's this is actually so the, there's it's, this movie's kind of weird. Like there's like the, the soccer game subplot, and then there's like the uh, uh, Captain Hatch subplot where where Sylvester Stallone is trying to escape from the from the prison so he goes to yep. see the escape committee uh basically he's, he's concocted a plan where he's gonna sneak away during a a, a shower um there's uh some German that, that, who, that shower scene we didn't get nearly enough of according to the five-star reviewer we're, we'll, we'll get to it a second, yeah <laughs> uh, we didn't get up of Sylvester Stallone's uh tight ass or whatever Woo! um but he actually has a, a plan to escape uh, and then leave um, they basically say go for it, and uh, he starts working on things like getting a passport and all the other, uh, all the other fun stuff. Uh, yeah, so so this is like that's like the first like you know, I don't know thirty minutes of the movie or so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Guess what else want to jump in there? Um, I'll chime in. I, I thought that there was this would have made the movie better for me. Um, the stakes and the danger of how all of this was happening uh, was confusing to me at first and then ultimately disappointing because it starts out with a guy trying to escape and getting shot and you're like, holy crap, yeah, Nazis, this means business. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden people are openly discussing escape all the time and they have like things <laughs> there in the camp where they're like i'm the guy who makes the fake passports and stuff yeah that, like that was very hogan's stuff, heroes yes. yeah it's it's all just very and it's very out there it's not like secret plots and all this kind of it, it seems like were the nazis as lazy as the you know for as this movie seems to suggest like right and, and so um I think a lot of the drama is intended to hinge on the idea that everything they're doing is very dangerous. And Michael Caine's character really wants to secure this game for them because he doesn't really care about the game. He knows he can get the guys some food and he knows he can move some guys away from a terrible situation. He doesn't care about the game that much as humanity wants him to support and give a break to these, these guys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
they all look like they're having a swell ass time the whole time. You know, you don't see a whole lot of like bad things happen. This is the nicest POW camp I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it's like a summer great. camp, and nobody yeah. keeps an eye on shit. And then finally, yeah. I'm I'm jumping the gun a little bit. Wait, we'll get to this plot later, but it ties up my point. Sylvester Stallone actually does escape briefly, gets brought back, and they're just like do 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 do, and like nothing. Ha- <laughs> they shot a guy earlier in the movie. Now he escapes and comes back, and they're like. Come on now, you like, yeah. like so. So I feel like the stakes <laughs> yeah, are little scam. more severe for it to emotionally yep. hit home for me. That's yeah, I'm done with that point. No, yeah, that's for it. sure. So, uh, so von Steiner is uh, uh, he actually brings this to his uh, um, his higher ups, uh, and basically the, one of the German, uh, I think it's like a propaganda officer, um, is intrigued by the opportunity to promote, you know, German superiority as, as the propaganda ministers uh, in Germany often were, um, especially because the Germans had not, uh, best, best soccer teams had never beaten an English team. Um, so basically he, they sort of take over, which sort of gets us to the montage of uh, Michael Caine picking, picking players. So he yes. picks uh, Summer B. Training picks, montage. Uh, yep. yep, training montage. Uh, he picks, uh, um, he finds uh, Luis Fernandez, who's uh, the Pele character. Um, you know, uh, Sylvester Stallone. It's a, it's a really funny sort of little bit there where Sylvester Stallone keeps saying like, "Hey, look at me, look at me," and they and McCain's like, "Fuck off, you you fucking idiot." Oh yeah, yeah, dumb, dumb American Could football not have asshole. More contempt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then there's the uh, basically then so this is, Luke. This is where you your your point gets brought up. Uh, uh, Colby's brought to Steiner, who says that you know obviously the Germans have taken over uh, control of the match. They're bringing in a German a German top German national players. Uh, it's going to take place in Paris, France. Um, and then uh, he gives him the list of uh, players that are, are surrounding camps, players from like Norway, uh, England, yes. France. Um, but as you mentioned, uh, Michael Caine's character, Colby, notices that there's no Polish or Czech players on the squad. And uh, that's because according to uh, Von Steiner, they're not recognized as people. Yeah. Yeah. We, so, I mean, one of the, I think one of the complaints about the, uh, the movie here is frankly, you know, uh, the Nazis aren't quite villainous enough. A lot of times we just yeah. get these occasional glimpses of, oh no, this is one of the most evil things in human history. Um, Cause I, yeah, it does. It does has a real bunch like, well, we're just kind of running a boys camp here. Yeah. Uh, lights out at nine fellas, you know, cause kind of how it feels most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is what Hatch brings up the uh, that he wants those players. Um, Steiner says that he will you know, put right, right him down. He'll see what he can do. And then we go back to the camp. Uh, Hatch's uh, plans are thwarted because uh, the, the guards that were that were guarding the shower are uh, actually now attentive and not fucking around. <laughs> the fucking around guards have been moved to the uh, to the, the, the soccer team. Uh, yeah. Um, so then Hatch needs to figure out how to get on the how to get on the soccer team. Uh, yeah, so they, uh, the players from the other camps show up, they, uh, they're, they're kind of confused, like, why the fuck are we getting, you know, transferred to another camp, and then, uh, Colby, uh, goes through and sort of gives them the, uh, the what for, uh, what they're doing, and then the Eastern European players arrive, uh, the, uh, the escape committee, uh, commanders or whatever are not happy that they're bringing in five, uh, Eastern European players who are, famished you know life's written mm-hmm. like worse for the wear so they, um, they really do look like they're on the verge of death yeah when those guys come off the truck 
yeah. And then we find out that, you know, since they're, since the Germans are broadcasting the match everywhere, uh, London's going to find out. Uh, Colby's probably going to get court-martialed because he's helping basically the Germans put on a propaganda match. Uh, and then, uh, you know, one of the great things that Sebastian Sloan does uh, is that he actually helps the uh, Eastern European players get cleaned up, you know, find soap and water so that they can be, you know, properly cleaned and, and dressed and um, uh, ready to go. Uh, yeah, so, so this, is, this is actually a good point, a point where they sort of like, they sort of highlight without, I mean, this is, you know, essentially a PG movie. This is theoretically a family movie that you could bring your kids to and mm-hmm. watch in soccer. So it's interesting that they, they really do try to like thread a very fine needle yes. um, in like showing that fucking, you know, the Nazis were off, were bad. But, you know, you also like, spoiler alert, at the very end, you get Max Van you know, like standing up and cheering when Pele scores his his amazing bicycle kick goal. Um, so, but also like showing like, yeah, war kind of sucks. And like certain people were treated much better than other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. The appe- yeah. The appearance of the Eastern European players that that's like, uh, other than the guy getting shot at the beginning of the movie, that's like the, the one moment when you get that reminder that cause, cause they look bad, like uh, props to the uh, makeup crew and whatever kind of method work they did to get down to a hundred pounds each, but they, yeah. they did not look good. Um, and that's, that's when you remember like, yeah, there's, there's stakes here. The stakes I talk about uh, being either confused or, or feeling like they were missing is a good reminder of what's at stake with those guys. Yeah. Um, I'll also point out the Sylvester Stallone lost a shit ton of weight for this movie because he didn't want like he didn't think a, a, someone who was in a POW camp, even if it was like a camp for the officers and all that, would like like look like fucking Rocky or whatever. Yeah, like, right. More, like a goalkeeper would. So kudos to him. One thing I didn't point out is that sort of Hatch uh, uh, Ro- uh, Rocky Sylvester Stallone. Uh, in order to become, in order to like get with the guards that were guarding the shower, he actually has to like convince Michael Caine to be the trainer for the team um, because he needs the, those guards to escape. So because he's not uh, going to do it as a player because he is clearly no. inept as a yeah, player. Clearly, like uh, he likes the, his American football style, which um, you know this movie is filmed in 1981, takes place in 1946. I know football was a thing that was happening in 1946. Um, but not as prevalent as like soccer actually probably would have been like, he probably would know soccer more than he would know American football. I'm just, that's, I'm just yeah. going as a, I don't know. Yeah. What do you want to call that a, a, maybe that's an own goal. Maybe it's a plot continuity problem because it's uh it's a little weird that he's very much like American football, American football. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's very much voicing the perspective of like, of just American chuds in 1981 when he talks, right. You know, when he makes his fairy comment or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I mean, especially considering like the U S had uh, beaten uh, England in the world cup, not, not too many years earlier. So yeah. Well, anyways, I thought that was 1950. Oh, well, 50. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's on oh, the way. So anyways, uh, so, I don't, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on the, the Paris, uh, the escape in Paris. So basically, Hatch gets his plan to make to work. Um, he escapes, uh, gets to Paris. There's a funny little scene where, like, the uh, players are covering for Hatch by, like, having, like, a paper mache head uh, and, like, shuffling oh, right. with it. <laughs> which I thought was actually kind of I, I forget about that scene all the time. Basically, uh, Stallone makes it to Paris. He gets 
to the uh, resistance leaders. They basically talk, concoct a plan to get the um, uh, players to escape by breaking through uh, the one of the um, the baths in the visitors' locker room for the state at the stadium. And in order to make sure that the players know that this is the plan, which I don't think actually, so again, this is like this is maybe a uh, maybe a own goal, maybe a yellow card. It's like why do they need to let the players know that they're going to break through the bath? Like if they just show up and break through the bath at halftime and say, Hey, we're, yeah, we are French. We are here to rescue you. And yeah, like, why do they need to like, why basically my question is why does Sylvester Sloan need to get recaptured? Uh, and then brought back to the camp where yeah. he uh, escaped from. And as Martin pointed out, not shot in front of everybody, but thrown right. to uh, thrown to a uh, solitary. Well, yeah. and to, to you know, build on top of the thing I mentioned earlier. So they're basically, and I, I, the movie doesn't make clear how long they kept this ruse up, but they kept them from finding out that Stallone had escaped because they had a paper mache head that they were carrying around on a, on a, what, you know, whatever. Now, eventually they're found out. Eventually the Germans like see the head lay in there and the, and like the uh, allies all laugh at it. Like, got him. Why weren't yeah. they all murdered right there on the spot? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's some real hope. Hogan's Heroes hijinks there, uh, which yeah. was, yeah, maybe a bit out of character with the rest of the movie here. So, yeah, yeah this is hardly the great escape or bridge over the river Kwai or any of these other, uh, you know, sort of more more famous uh, World War II uh, prison camp movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's the whole, there's the whole, like, weird, like, uh, Stallone does uh, a sort of a symbol that is of the Roman messenger god Mercury that the uh, escape committee understands and realizes that he has a message to send that he needs to oh, get back. Oh, that's right. It's, there's the whole, there's a lot of like, kind of, you know, like hand wavy kind of things about this. Um, yeah. Anyways, basically they get him back uh, by doing, breaking uh, our, our, you know, as we mentioned, Kevin O'Callaghan's uh, arm. Uh, he was the goalkeeper. Uh, they didn't have a backup goalkeeper. They tell uh, Steiner that they need a goalkeeper that uh, that ha at Hatch is their goalkeeper. And in, in order to say, go up to doctor says he has a broken arm, you can have him. So basically the only thing they, they could do is to unfortunately break Kevin O'Callaghan's arm. So Snap his arm. Yeah. You don't see the breaking, which is, you know, probably good. I'll think. Oh, no, yeah. I to see that. Uh, then yeah, then they go to uh, then they go to Paris, and during the uh, the, the, the train ride to Paris, uh, uh, Hatch keeps asking Colby about how to play goalie, and right. Colby's just like, ah, go go to sleep. You don't need to know how to like. He's cause, yeah, he keeps asking like where he stands on quarter kick, and Colby's like, yeah, don't worry, go go to sleep. So. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, his his contempt for uh, Colby's contempt for Hatch really throughout the entire movie was actually pretty enjoyable. I think. Yeah, it kind of was. Apparently during the movie too, like Stallone uh, was kept showing up late, and uh, Kane was like actually like visibly pissed at uh, Stallone many times. So apparently <laughs> there was <laughs> generally. Um, yeah, that works. Yeah. Uh, so so the match starts. Uh, so they get to the uh, you know the the pomp and circumstance for the match. Steiner sitting with German officers who uh, basically reveal that the referee's on the take. Uh, he's not, or you know, he's mm -hmm. gonna make sure that the Germans win because they're gonna, uh, 
again, this is a propaganda match for them. So, uh, Zeller, you hopped on the mute there. Uh, yep. Yep. Sorry, but... sorry, 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 sorry. Yep. Yeah, He's to, back, baby. Clear my throat. Back. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> All right, and so clear my throat. we never we never mentioned the, the love interest in the movie, Renee. Who has yeah. literally like three lines. She has like less lines than Pele or Bobby Moore, who's actually she's an actual like French actress. Um, she sends her young son uh, into the into the game with a small bouquet with a, a message. She tells her son tells Hatch that the team is, the football team is going to escape at halftime, and that they're going to go underneath. The, they're going to break through the, um, the the hot tub or. Cold, cold bath or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, it was, it was a weird yeah. structure in that locker yeah. room for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the game starts. Uh, Germans do really well. Uh, you know, the Allies almost score a goal, but German uh, goalkeeper catches it. And then uh, the, the synopsis, German team begins to play dirty, knowing the referee will call in their favor. I don't – I mean, from the, from the actual, like, soccer stuff that happened, were the Germans playing dirty and the referee just looking away or – was it just a game? Ch- chippy. The, the referee wasn't. Yeah, it's chippy, right? The referee's just. Yeah, a lot of hard tackles. A lot yeah. of very hard tackles. Yeah. I actually thought, um, this is, because I'm such a Nazi, I guess. I thought the referee, for the most part, refed a pretty clean game. I mean, there's a, there a couple of there's a couple of obvious, uh, yeah, a couple yeah. of obvious whatevers. But I mean, yeah. the Germans did well of their own accord. They didn't need the the referee to be throwing calls or anything like that. So. Yeah, so good hard tackles. Yeah, the Germans get up to a, a four a four nothing lead, four nil lead, um, and then you know Colby finally gets hatched to like stay on his line, which apparently like you know goalies can just stay on their line, except for every, keeper. every other goalie in the, in the world right now. Uh, and then um, you know as the basically the they start playing a little bit better defense, not letting the Germans you know uh, score and all that, they start taking out uh, some of the better Allied players. Um, they go after uh, Co-Prince, um, so he's uh, Peter Van Beek in the, Be- yep. Peter Van in the movie. They take they take him out, and then they go after Pele, um, who uh, push him hard in his stomach. Apparently, he had some sort of rib thing. I don't. I yeah, I I, I got the sense that he cracked a rib somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, and then uh, right before, like right after that, um. Colby, so after Pele, so Pele's taken off the pitch, Colby decides to not bring another player on and just play one man short for some, I mean, obviously for a yeah. reason, you want Pele to come back on. But again, he's just like, yeah, fuck it, we're going to play with 10 men. Uh, then the Germans uh, uh, try to score a goal. Hatch comes out, makes a save. He gets kicked in the head by the Germans, so he's bleeding everywhere. The Allied team finally, finally gets fed up and begin to play more aggressively. Working together, they finally score a goal right before halftime, and then all the uh, all the the French people bring their bring the crowd to their feet. So yeah, there's there's supposed to be a crowd of fifty thousand there. Yeah. Anything anything from this sort of opening first half that you guys uh, are have you want to talk about or discuss? No, I I just I thought it was I was shocked at how good the soccer action actually yeah, was. Yeah. I guess that was my main impression during that first half part. Yep. So as I mentioned, halftime, uh, allies are back in their dressing room, and actually, and then uh, Colby hears. The sound of thumping coming from the bottom of a of a filled bathtub, and all the players gather around, and then oh, lo and behold, the French are there, uh, letting them down. Yeah, the resist the resistance punches through the yeah. floor of the bathtub. And that resistance uh, shows up. That resistance. 
And they start going down, and then uh, some of the players are like, hey, we can win this game. We should go try and win this game. Mm-hmm. And that's a uh, uh, it's fucking weird. Uh, Hatch wants to leave, obviously, because he already escaped once and got away. It was like, why the fuck are we going back out there? Like, I, I, this is a, my ticket to freedom. But Kobe convinces them that yep. if they don't know for their goalkeeper, some, they're going to know something's up. And uh, so Hatch goes back out uh, and watches uh, – or he goes back out to, to play the, the second half of the match. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to chime in. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. They, no. they were in the tunnel. Um, right. Yeah. I, I, I love soccer. I don't like soccer enough that I'm be like, hey, we have a choice between being in a POW camp or not doing that. Uh, how about we go back to it? Because I really want to see if we can come back from a four to one deficit. Like, yeah. none of that makes any sense to me. You leave, you leave. And the fact that that's even a choice for them is another example of me being confused about really how severe the stakes are. Yes. Uh, what kind of T-bones are they getting fed at the horrible POW camp? That they're like, it's <laughs> not so bad. Let's go back. It's, I don't know. That made no sense to me. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the exact same thing. Like, Hey guys, uh, we can, uh, we can just keep running out of this tunnel and, you know, maybe, maybe have red meat in the touch of a woman sometime in the next week. Um, or we can go continue the soccer game. Where we're getting the shit kicked out of us. Uh, and, and, hey, let's go back. Let's go back up there. So. Yeah. Clear, clear the referees against us. No one, no one expects us to win, but we can, we can win this game. We can definitely win this game. So. Yep. Come on, team. Yeah. Is there, is there, there's not really even like an inspirational speech or something that like, is there? I mean, no, I it's, guess... it's more like, eh? how about yeah. that game, huh? How about that, that game, huh? Yeah, Bobby Moore, his character says, we can win this game. Come on, we can win this game. And then Paley's character says, yeah, come on, we can win this game. I'm like, dude, you've been sitting on the fucking bench for 25 minutes. Like, what the fuck do you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's not really, and then because, Michael Caine's character, uh, Captain Colby, is kind of like, yeah, well, like what's like, let's leave, let's get out of here, grab the grab the grab the the Polish and Czech dudes, like who right. are shit, like let's get the fuck out of here, right? And uh, and yeah, so there's that there is that like some sort of like um, Friday Night Lights, uh, um, you know, any any type of like you know impassioned speech about it, it's just basically like, oh, we should win the game because they scored a goal right before halftime, I guess. Yeah, we got we got to show man. these Nazis who's boss. Yeah, that's, I mean, a, that's a, so. Even if you assume that, like, well, uh, you know what, we're doing it for country because if we can go yeah. out there and we can beat the Nazis in a very public way, then that's gonna do something for morale that's bigger than just twelve dudes escaping could ever be. You know what would be even more of a huge public humiliation for the Germans if the Allies never came back out of <laughs> the right. that would and on national TV right. they escape on national TV would have been devastating for the yes. Germans. Oh my God. Yeah. So, uh, anywho. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be a little awkward. So halftime ends. Uh, they come back out. The French spectators are cheering crazily. The uh, the, the Allied uh, POW officers who are there are kind of shocked to see them back on the pitch because they're like, "Oh yeah, you guys were gonna, you know, get set free." Um, and then they did not. Uh, and then you know the Allies, as they did at the end of the, of the first half, go at the German team, uh, just basically all out and do attack. Uh, Osvaldo Ardias, uh, his character uh, Carlos Ray, scores a goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second mm-hmm. goal from the Allies, um, and they score a third goal, and then uh, even the uh, even the Allied commanders who are uh, pissed off at them for not escaping are you know applauding enthusiastically and and cheering. 
Um, then there's just a, a, a flurry, a montage of, of soccer, a lot of it in like slow motion, which makes it look really cool. But basically the goalkeepers making saves. Um, and then there's get to four minutes left. So anything on the the montage of soccer that you wanted to uh, talk, touch on? Good soccer on display. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it actually like it was exciting to watch, which is can't say that for too many of these movies that we've seen so far. Right. Uh, and then uh, so then the Alex scored the the tying goal, uh, the fourth goal, so it's four four, with only four minutes left basically. Um, but the referee. Uh, blows his whistle. The goal is disallowed because of offsides. Um, yep. Clearly, like when you watch the actual build up to that play, not offsides. But obviously, the referee refuses to refuses to budge. Um, no and var. Then, yeah, no var. I mean, obviously, no var. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, would this movie even been made better with actual var? Um, yeah. <laughs> the allies would win <laughs> easily if there's var in this movie. Yep. So right after, right after the goal is disallowed, uh, Pele signals to uh, Michael Kane to come over. He's asked to, he asked to rejoin the game. Um, apparently, he decided that you know his broken rib totally fine. Um, well, so he Pele, keeps clutching at it while he's out yeah. running around. And that's what I'm saying. So Pele, Pele rejoins the game. He quickly gets control of the ball, and then yeah, he's you watch him. He's just like he's got one arm like holding like holding aside. Yeah. Uh, but you know he's you know he's fucking Pele, so he's just like right. And he goes off on like this. It felt like a five-minute-long dribble. Yep. Just you know, just cutting through, just cutting through defenders. What time? Making he, everyone look foolish. One time he gets tripped up, so he, put, he actually has to put both of his hands yep. down on the ground. Oh, that's right. Um, yep. He gets back up and then like grabs his grabs his side again because you know why not? Um, then uh, he crosses or he sorry he 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 hits the ball out wide. Uh, then Bobby Moore um, catches the ball on his chest. Crosses it back to the center, uh, and then, you know, a bunch of German players are jumping. Pele does the uh, excellent, amazing overhead bicycle kick. Scores a perfect yes. goal. It's 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 so perfect. It's shown in slow motion three, three different times. times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Three different times. Yeah. Just in ca- just in case you blinked. <laughs> <Yep. All laughs> which right. which I, I wouldn't have it any other way. You no. Because at first I'm just like I don't know what's gonna you know. It, I, I don't know why I didn't see it coming, but I, I'm like, oh well, shit, they're just gonna break away at halftime, and we're, God, we're not even get to see Pele get a get a bicycle uh, kick goal, and <laughs> well, of course, that's exactly what was gonna happen, but I was so like buying into the movie that I I was legitimately like, holy shit, we got the bicycle kick goal. <laughs> I'm a child. Yeah. I'm just a child. Did you did you legitimately like not expect Pele to score a goal in the, in the match? Yeah, I, I I thought I thought the rest of the movie was going to be their escape to the tunnels of Paris. Like, well, that that was the victory somehow. I I don't know why I don't know why I thought that I should have, you know, honestly like I'm I'm lucky the wallet inspector has not made off my billfold recently. I'm like, well, I guess that's oh. the way the movie's going to go. You sweet naive child. <laughs> I know you sweet summer child. That was me. All right. Well, so 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 yeah. Um. It's it's so great that everybody's standing and cheering. Even uh, Steiner, uh, the uh, uh, German commander or major, is uh, standing up cheering because it's it's soccer, man. Like when you see something amazing like that, even if it's yes. your team, you stand up and cheer for it. You have to. Yeah, it do, it think, does kind of transcend uh, whatever your partisan interest is sometimes. 
Yeah, I, th- I think that's uh, that's what the movie is about as much as anything. It's not, it's it's not a war movie. It's a soccer movie, and yes. ultimately, um, people get, you know. So the the guys who are at the POW camp who wanted them to escape, they end up getting into the soccer match because there's good soccer on display, and they want to see their guys win. The German guy, uh, Carl, ultimately he's he's a soccer fan. Uh, he's he's obviously a Nazi, but mm-hmm. he's a fan of the game, and he, he tips his cap to appreciate the cool stuff he's seen. This is a soccer movie about appreciating. The guys want to get back out there. They could escape, but they're like, God damn, that's yep. soccer. I don't know, man. Yep. So, like, it's a movie about loving soccer and how it transcends so many things. That's the brightest light you can shine on the thing. Yes, right. Yeah. And so and then we get a really cool uh, sort of the everybody in the stadium cheering victoire, um, which is obviously French for victory. Mm-hmm. Which is again, they're not they're not going to win because it's four four. Um, after kickoff, the Allies nearly score another goal. The goalkeeper makes a great save. Um, they gain control of the ball, and then in like literally like two seconds, somehow the ball is on the other side of the of the field, and the <laughs> yes. uh, team captain is uh, is tackled by uh, by Ray, what? and you know basically trips over his own feet. But the referee, because he's on the take, gives a gives a penalty. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, that 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 like slash cut was was aggressive. Like right, like you don't get down. In two <laughs> yeah, seconds. there there was some very creative editing. Yeah. There. Um. Uh, yeah. So, so they're they end up obviously the English the Allied players are are arguing about the the penalty. As the players are getting ready and they're arguing, um, the entire crowd starts singing uh, the Marseille, which is uh, the French national national anthem. Um, and it's it's actually it's actually really kind of awesome uh yes. all, like because I, I started googling I was like what is that song like i said because i was like that's not bella chow like you you, you maybe would have expected bella chow at that point but um yeah that maybe it was a little too early for bella chow right yeah or, i don't i don't know anyway, uh, yeah who knows it's 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 great um and then uh they put the ball down on the penalty spot and uh it still has to comes up and Kind of, uh, kind of gives the German player the, uh, you know, the what for. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. very, very longing, a very, a very sexual longing glance into each other's eyes. Um, I got, I got to say, whoever that was who played the captain of the German team really did look like kind of a prick. Like <laughs> it was, it was good. Like without having any spoken lines, good, bill, good villainy acting out there on the pitch. So yeah, yes, he did. Um, so then, so the French people are cheering him on. Uh, the German uh, captain goes to take the penalty. Uh, <laughs> he takes the penalty, and Hatch, uh, Sylvester Stone's character, makes a leaping save um, and catches the ball, like midair, like not like yes. not on the ground, but like midair catches the ball. Which I don't know if I've ever seen a goalkeeper make a save by catching the ball. Mm. Catches the ball. So, yeah, it, it was good, but it was also a little bit like a little bit weird. Um, yeah. So yeah. So anything on the on the penalty that you guys wanted to uh, discuss? No, I, I was I was just enjoying the hell out of the whole thing here. I mean, I knew it was just like okay, this is you know a lot of improbable and, and well, play, and but I don't care. This is so much fun. We'll talk about why they why, like why that penalty happens in, in a second, but we'll let's get to do, like there's very le- there's just a little bit left in the synopsis here. Um, so basically, like everybody, like freaks the fuck out. They they storm the field, um, knock over German soldiers, 
And then as they're like sort of stampeding across the field, uh, French people start giving uh, the players their jackets so they can cover up over their shirts. Uh, Pele mm-hmm. takes the shirt off, and you know you see the smoke show that is 1981 Pele. Um, <laughs> The French woman with three lines and uh, Sylvester Stallone kiss for some fucking reason. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. And they all escape basically uh, the Columbia Stadium uh, into the streets of Paris. Um, they never they to be seen again. Stomp over, yeah, uh, stampede <laughs> German guards. Green face to blue and a montage, as uh, Martin mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. So a montage of all the players and their nationalities, which is again yep. uh, really cool. A really cool ending for it. Actually, that, was so. yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, I, I'm not a soccer expert or anything, but like, uh, did the game? Uh, so first of all, of course, it was a tie. It was. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, so, it, just, <laughs> interesting. Uh, interesting to see fans rush the pitch over a tie. Um, right. But also, like, uh, the game ended the instant that the penalty uh, was saved. Like, normally there's a little wind down time. Like that was just it. Or maybe it didn't matter. They didn't care whether the game was over or not. They were yeah. Just, um, time for time for a pitch invasion, baby. Didn't matter if yep. the game was still going on. So, yeah, so it was it was in the 90th minute when they when the penalty was awarded, or after the 90th minute because you know they they the they, Ally team scored four minutes with like four minutes left, and they almost scored another goal. So you think that's probably two minutes before. Um, so yeah, they were definitely into into stoppage time at that point. So, I know yeah. that, but like, how often is it that like you the whistle blows at the moment of the penalties? It's improbable. Yeah. Vito yeah. Vito Minone and FC Dallas would like to uh, have a conversation with you from last year. Right. <laughs> so uh, so the only other thing I'll throw in there from a plot summary and, and, and what just happened perspective is um, again surprised that the Germans don't open fire on the crowd that is invading. Yeah, that was yeah, and, like knocking over German soldiers again. I'm surprised they didn't open fire on them when they were cheering. Uh, I, again, right. I guess my, my perception of not, I, I guess you're on TV and you're pretending. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like an yeah, open secret that you're evil. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. It's an open secret that you're evil, but it's still kind of a secret. You're like, we're actually good and we're going to make the human race better. It's a, so probably just like televised gunfire of uh, innocent civilians probably isn't a good look, but I still felt like they're allowing this shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, like surprised, I'm surprised that the Nazis entire crowd was in plants. Movie. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, yeah, the the escape then, I'm glad they escaped. That's awesome. But I still think looking back, it's like, I would have escaped at uh, halftime there. You didn't know that opportunity was going to present itself, I think. <laughs> you uh, sure didn't. Oh, yeah. You got yeah. lucky. Anyways, uh, anybody anybody <laughs> who's not a soccer fan is like, games that end in ties suck. suck. Like, well, yeah, well. Worth invading the pitch over in this case. Exactly. So, uh, it, it, funny, funnily enough, uh, the Nazis were, you know, um, smart enough to not actually shoot people live on TV, um, and our uh, fascist president is not smart enough to not do that. So, you yeah. know, yeah, get, yeah, yeah. political commentary in there. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> Donald, you know, Donald Trump was the only person who was really upset at the end of. Um, yeah, victory. he was super pissed. <laughs> he was like, "God, all those white guys—they tried really yeah. hard." Uh, yeah. Anything else I missed, or uh, anything, any particular uh, uh, yellow cards or red cards or, uh, or awesome shit you guys want to divvy out? I, I think all that was. I, I feel satisfied with our review of the of the main plot points here. Yeah, so I, maybe I'm jumping the gun onto the next kind of breakdowns you want to give, but um, I, I don't know if this is a yellow card, but it's, I'm definitely giving a, a little war- verbal warning here. Uh, yes. There was only one woman in the movie. 
Um, now, I am not, so, so there are some people who think that the Bechdel test is some magic purity test that will tell you whether a movie is good or can be good or not. And I don't take it that far or anything. No. I, I also think this is a movie where maybe it doesn't make sense to have a ton of women. Is 99% uh, of it took place in a POW camp. There's just not going to be women present there. And I don't think you need to shoehorn in plots to meet some type of representation quota, especially when by other metrics it was a very representative movie you know they uh, clearly they had their that was on their mind um mm -hmm. it was almost more problematic and insulting that they tried to stick some lady in there in some capacity that stallone got to have sex with that was like it's it's so patronizing that they she was even included yeah. she served no plot purpose had no character arc uh, had nothing to do except to meet Stallone once and be like, God damn, and then just fall in love with him beyond any repair. And you got to yeah. remember, this is a, as a character, she's like uh, involved to some degree in like resistance. She's not just like a stay at home, ready to be wooed type of lady. She's she's her own lady. But boy, once you see Stallone and those fucking pecs, you're just like, my God, I'm well, going to give it all up and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be with this boy. So it's just so, so patronizing. Long, Again, not fully a yellow card because I, I don't think female representation makes a ton of sense in most aspects of this movie. Um, it's a prison movie. It's a prison. Yeah, it's a prison movie gonna, during World War yeah. II. But right. the fact that they tried to shoehorn her in there was more of a mistake than I mean than leaving her out entirely. If there had been zero females in the movie, it would have been like, well, that makes more sense. All right. Mm -hmm. I mean, no plot purpose, David Martin. Her Not son, really. Her son is the one who gives him the flowers and tells him that oh. it's happening at halftime. Come on, man. Oh. Like, like, they, like they definitely could not have like told him that before they sent him back. To the prison. Oh, I forgot my own goal. Like they don't show like like how do he get captured? Where do he get captured? How he was he yeah. so quickly back at the fucking the same prison camp. Oh yeah, they skipped again, over that pretty quick. To Martin's point, it's like yeah, he's like they 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 they're gonna bring him back because they want to make a, an example out of him. And by making an example of him, they put him in solitary confinement. Yeah, I would I would if someone if I was if I was a Nazi and I was running a prison and someone escaped and I was able to catch that person, bring that person back to the prison. I would parade that person in front of all the prisoners and shoot him in the fucking head. Exactly. I mean, if and, I was a Nazi, I'm not a Nazi, and, and, but if I was. I, now they and they put him in solitary confinement, but the only thing it took to get him out of solitary confinement was Michael Caine saying, "But I'd like him to play soccer with me." Yeah. And they're like, he, "Oh, well, no, understandable. Yeah, that was our mistake. Our mistake." So yeah. yeah, the stakes the stakes were uh, confusing, but again, yeah, you're also trying to make a movie that you know um, is accessible to audiences. It can make that PG rating. So yeah, they're not gonna cut his dick off and then just be like, ta-da. Um, right. But some type of uh, he felt unpunished. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You naughty scamp. You're, not, um, you're up no to an extra hour of detention after school, buddy. Yeah. Um, no, uh, uh, St Stallone, this is again, not a yellow card, but he gets a finger wag here. Uh, Stallone uh, uses the fairies uh, slur there. Um, 
I'm not not acceptable, but also I'm not uh, surprised, uh, you know, given uh, we're 40 years removed and that, uh, you know, uh, again, being in a different time doesn't make a thing okay. And it certainly doesn't, but also mm -hmm. unsurprising there. Also, as far as um, as far as homophobic slurs could go, you can find worse ones too. So, uh, again, he gets a finger wag there. Too much more of that shit. And I would have, you know, I would have been going to play yeah. cards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Fair. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So let's 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 break down some of the things. Um, I just want to hear what your guys' uh, best moment of the movie was. Mm. And you know what? I'll like I'll start. Um, the uh, I don't know if it was. This I, I know, maybe, maybe I don't know, I'm trying to think back. This may be most what the fuck moment. So we have we're, let's do we're in the worst moment, worst moment, most what the fuck moment. Um, so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do most what the fuck moment first. So you guys can think about the other the other all three of them for for a second here. I'll start with mm -hmm. my most what the fuck moment, and we can do whatever we want. Um, it's our podcast. Uh, most what the fuck moment. Uh, his escape. So he manages to to get out. Um, has clothes stashed somewhere because even though he was like completely naked in the shower, but we did not see, you know, that sweet, sweet Sylvester Stallone ass. Again, I, I, agree, with I agree with that Amazon reviewer. Um, definitely need more, <laughs> but more, more butts and more dicks in my uh, soccer movies. Um, however, he gets out. So he basically like spends an entire day like in the camp, like hiding. Uh, and then he manages to like, so my, I guess my biggest question is like, why the fuck was that German like that German lady going to the base? What was she doing? So there's two women in this movie. There's Renee and then oh, there's yeah, that German right. lady. And so you yeah, know, I just assumed she was like the commandant's girlfriend or something. Maybe yeah, she she goes there for in and out every night. Yeah. yeah, she manages to like get out. He manages to like get himself onto the side of the car and gets through the gate. Um, and the the there's like only one guard. Only positioned on like the driver's side of the car, yeah. not there's not a car on the passenger side of the car. And then like look around the car to make sure, hey, like some somebody might jump onto the side of your car and uh, try to get out of the fucking camp. Like what the fuck, man. So yeah, I I think his escape plan put a lot of eggs in the basket of his ability to jump onto the side of a moving car and hold on for a long time. It's it's yes. It, to 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 Luke's point earlier, it's very Hogan Hogan heroes like yeah, yeah. Eh, these these stupid Germans they they're not gonna look or like oh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're not gonna notice that. someone clinging to the side of a car yeah. that they're driving. I, got, I would have to say my um my most what the fuck moment. I know we're taking it out of order is the uh, arm breaking scene because you know in a movie where I've complained about um the, you know the the stakes and you know the tone you know are we consistent with the tone that you expect um things feel like they ratchet up about 10 degrees when uh, they're like, Nope, this is what it takes. And it's worth doing this to get out of here. And now we're, mm -hmm. now there's stakes. Now we're having to make some tough decisions. So the arm break scene is like, all right, all right, here we go. Yeah. Luke, you got anything for her best words? Uh, I, I actually, I, I enjoyed the, cause I enjoy escape choreography, I guess for lack of a better term, like, the, like the, it's never like super believable, honestly. No. Like it's always, it's, absolute rube goldberg uh you know like well if the when the cuckoo hits the clock at three minutes after 12 then that sends the ball rolling down the ramp type stuff and that's what this was but i enjoy that stuff i like heist movies i like escape movies i like all these kind of implausible uh chain of events 
Um, so I actually enjoyed the escape scenes, it, it, even though I was kind of, you know, laughing up my sleeve at it uh, as I'm watching it. So yeah. if you like that kind of thing, it is, it's an, it's an entertaining version of that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll chime in with my best then. Uh, uh, for me, the best was the some of that slow motion soccer that was happening during the game. The soccer, we, we've talked about it already, was excellent. It was real. It was clearly choreographed carefully by people who knew what they were doing. Um, and some of those slow motion moves, we're, we're getting, uh, uh, I can't even remember, scorpion kicks and we're getting uh, heel flicks and all this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Absolute butter. Mm. Yeah, it was very, very, very good. Uh, I'm going to say my best moment of the game when uh, it, it's, I was simultaneously my best and worst moment is the Sylvester Stallone save. Mm. You see penalty. it coming. Because it was great. Um, it's also the worst because, so I'm going to jump in for some of the fun facts about the movie is that basically um, Sylvester Stallone in, was insisting that his character score the game winning goal in the movie. Yes. Um, because he thought he was the biggest star in the movie, which he was. Uh, and the entire non-American crew basically had to spend an exorbitant amount of time convincing him of the absurdity of a goalkeeper scoring a winning goal. And they, <laughs> and they, they wrote the penalty shot scene specifically to placate Sylvester Stallone's ego. This is a dude who off of like Rocky II, uh, right. Rambo. Um, the dude's got a massive fucking ego, right? Like he's, he won oh, a fucking yeah. Oscar for fucking Rocky. So, of course, they're like he's like, yeah, I'll, of, of course I'm going to score the goal. Like, I'm, right. I'm, I'm the right. biggest star. Um, so, I, I think it still sounds like for me that is, like, the best and worst moment. Like, best moment, great. Like, he makes a great save. It sucked because, like, he caught the ball. Like, that never fucking happened. That would never happen. No. Yeah, never happened. no. A goalkeeper actually, like, <laughs> especially something like, like a shot that hard, right? Like, yeah, right. Just, You've made an, a mistake if that's happened. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the, the German keep the German guy shooting the ball that hard. He catches it. It's just it, it's fucking crazy. But it's also like you know what? Whatever. Fucking yeah, Rocky. At this point, it. yeah. You know, as, yeah, as well, I think about as I think about Rocky, as I think about Rocky, and I think about the end of this movie. So Sylvester Stallone was on the path of making an entire career as a sports star who never wins the big game. <laughs> that's kind of an interesting alternate universe to think of it just keeps pumping out movies where he doesn't win in the end yeah right wow he did yeah he didn't hear so um do you guys uh so we got martin's uh best moment luke uh you your best moment do you have a worst moment of the of the of the film or you know, I, 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 there's no moment that i'm just like oh that sucked i i, I think it's all fairly enjoyable it, you got to take it in the right spirit um I, I i was annoyed with stallone throughout most of the movie i think uh i don't i don't really love him and his actor and his character was actually kind of an annoying person in a lot of ways during the movie but there's no there's no point where i'm like oh my god please somebody shoot this guy um i never felt that way all right so yeah um, I, I think I think I've, I've already complained about the the love interest, but um, you could see that a mile away. The fact that there was any female around in that apartment or whatever, I would say that the whole inclusion of that was annoying to me, and, and the scene yep. itself was grating. You know, the kind of horseshit that dudes who want to get laid say when they think nobody's listening. You know, it's just yep. I, I didn't care for that. But again, it, it wasn't so egregious that you know I'm not going to throw any babies out with any bathwater on that one. Yep. All right. So who's that? Who's your uh, Freddy to do star star of the match? Who's the best 
the best part of uh, a victory or escape to victory. Luke, let's start with you. Okay, well, I mean, this, this is dumb, I, but uh, Pele kind of steals the show for me. Uh, the part where they're, where, uh, they're yep. trying to go over tactics on the whiteboard and Colby, Michael Kane is, is basically doing all this, like, you know, I want you to run up the sides and cross it in and blah, blah, you know, just very standard, very vanilla tactics. And Pele just grabs the shock board and does this, like, winding loop-de-loop patterns, like, this is what I do, coach. It was beautiful. It yeah. got a good laugh out of me, you know. And then, of course, I mean, even though it was set up and everything, still, I the, you know, the play that he put in in the actual final game in that second half of the of the of the game was super enjoyable to watch. So, yeah. so that's that's the correct answer, Pele. Martin, do you have a, 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 a? I'll say I'll say something different because I think it'll be better for uh, a podcast. Um, <laughs> I, I'll give it to Michael Caine because um, where Sylvester Stallone uh, was, he might have had his script in his hands while he was acting, which is always his acting style, whatever. You get what you get with Sylvester Stallone. I think Michael Caine, um, I feel like his character uh, had a certain humanity to, uh, humanity to him that was, was subtle. Um, all of the decisions that Michael Caine's character made I felt like we're motivated toward the same ends to relieve the suffering of the people around him. Uh, in fact, to the degree that escape was not always a very mm-hmm. big priority for him because he thought the better way to avoid suffering, et cetera, you know, we, we, we can wait this out. Maybe I can contrive the situation. We're getting more food. We're getting more care and stuff like that. Uh, and that was the, for me, I believe that was the whole reason he wanted to do the stupid uh, uh, soccer match in the first place. He just saw it as a means to an end of, of giving the, some guys some extra uh, food and, and a break and stuff. And so yeah. I, I liked that. He humanized a movie that was otherwise, a, I think, a pretty straightforward kind of sports movie in that way. The, the, the guys who are down versus the guys who are elite and well-funded and stuff like that. We're going to show them. And, um, you know, all that stuff was pretty standard. Uh, but he, he, he wasn't all just about, come on, guys, we're going to win the big game. That He didn't give a shit whether they won the big game. He just wanted mm-hmm. them to have a square meal for a couple of weeks. That was kind of mm-hmm. an interesting twist. Yes. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, any shitty Freddy news in this one? I don't, think, I don't really think so. I, I think, don't think so. Yeah, I think everybody, like, they like the, – with having like 18 soccer, like actually 18 professional soccer players in this movie, um, you know, having a few of them actually have to have lines and, and, and mm-hmm. say some shit. No one actually like was too terribly bad. I think everybody, they, they did enough. And John Houston is a great director and mm-hmm. knew what he needed to get out of his, uh, out of his people. So unless you guys have any, anybody. Still, if you have to give it out, it's probably for Stallone because he he acts like he's Sylvester Stallone. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you, uh, and this is true of other actors that are similar to him, um, he's good for the role. If you just need a sort of overly muscled douche bro American who doesn't care or give a shit about the uh the the subtleties of which he just wants to he just wants to America this shit. We're gonna America our way to victory, man. That's yep. it. Uh, you, you found your actor. Uh, so he did exactly what the role required. If you got to give it to somebody, it's him. There's no subtlety there, but he's also right. what the role requires. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All righty. Uh, throwing fun facts about the movie. Um, Luke, you want to kick us off? 
Fun fact, so this was interesting. They, they filmed the entire thing in about five weeks entirely inside the country of Hungary in 1981. So yeah. I just, you know, not a major film location, especially back then, I wouldn't think. But that's that's how they did it, and I bought it. It, it looked like, you know, somewhere in Europe. So yep. good for them. And, and they had, you know, they had so, so many, uh, you know, uh, European soccer players that made made sense to do it in 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 europe for sure yeah so. that's probably a good central location sure yeah so uh also so the movie was inspired this movie actually was inspired by an actual series of games in kiev uh during the german occupation of uh, the city um it wasn't a, an allied team it was several members of the animal kiev uh that were working in a bakery um they formed a local soccer team and they played a, a series of games against uh german military teams and they beat them every time uh, and then, you know, eventually, um, you know, most of the players then were sent off to uh, work camp. Uh, four of the people were executed. Oh, and great. This was a movie that actually, this movie was a remake of a uh, Ukrainian movie called Two Halftimes in Hell, um, mm. basically. Uh, Sounds a lot darker. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds then, a lot darker. So, actually, so let me jump to, to something else. Uh, so I think this movie originally was supposed to be a lot darker. Because it was originally slated to star Lloyd Bridges and Clint Eastwood. And yeah, that uh, would be different. Elaine, Elaine Delone, uh, who's a French actor, was also uh, uh, supposed to appear. I think Clint Eastwood would be in the um, Michael Caine role. Lloyd Bridges yeah. would be in the, in the Sylvester Stallone role. I think that is a much, much, much darker movie. Um, For sure. Than, than this one. So. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We, <laughs> also mentioned it uh, based on the uh, the Amazon review earlier. So Stallone received training from uh, the World, England World Cup winning goalkeeper Gordon Banks during the filming of Nighthawks. He was like on the weekends. He was getting goalkeeping training. Um, initially, he paid little attention to Banks's advice as he didn't think his training was necessary. And he's you know during the and therefore recklessly threw himself around on the first day of filming, broke a couple of ribs. Uh, as well as having his uh, one of his fingers broken by a Pele shot, as he yeah. was Pele shot. Um, yeah. after, after the production was all done, um, Stallone commented that the experience had been harder than fighting in the Rocky movies. Like, <laughs> strange I don't doubt that. was harder than than becoming a fucking boxer in Rocky. So, right, wow. right, yeah. Okay, um, I don't doubt that honestly. Yeah, and then sort another little fun fact: every every goal that the Allies score. Uh, except for the very last one, is when they are playing with only ten men. So that's right. Just another, just another little fun fact. So fun uh, facts. We love fun right. facts. So basically, our uh, our sort of last uh, segment of the podcast. If we were going to remake this movie right now, what would we do? Uh, obviously, we want to recast it. So there's been talk of there was talk uh, in 2011 uh, of a remake of the mm-hmm. movie. Uh, with Vinnie Jones. With Vinnie Jones and yeah. Beckham, uh, they wanted Beckham to play Bobby Moore. Is that is that right, Luke? Yeah, that's what that's what uh, Vinnie Jones wanted. Yeah. So I so another sort of like uh, possible casting. Roger Moore was considered uh, the role of, of of John Colby uh, instead of Michael Caine. How much different mm. is Roger Moore? Very in? different. Yeah. That that would have turned it into straight Hogan serials at that point. Yeah, and then a and then a very a very sort of like dour fact. And then we'll they will we'll actually we we should recast this movie in a second here. But um, the screenwriter uh, Yabo Yablonski 
Uh, yes. Ukrainian guy hated the revisions that they made to his script so much. And was ho- so horrified when he saw the finished movie that he briefly considered taking his own life. <laughs> so I just want to say on the record, I'm changing my Twitter stream name to Yabo Yablonsky. I love that name. He almost, Yabo! He almost went to the rope store after watching the movie. Yeah. Wow. Wow. He is one of us. Wow. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So, so we're, recast- so good. we're recasting this movie right now. Um, let's do it. Uh, who who wants to who wants to start? Who who plays the Pele oh, role in, in this movie? Oh, who plays Pele? Oh God, I'm not sure. I don't know about that, but I'll tell you what: we gotta have Zlatan somehow, uh, some way, and he'll be completely insufferable. But how can you not do like an international cast of like a murderer's row of kind of like aging footballers, uh, and doing an international cast? I think you gotta get Zlatan. Maybe maybe Zlatan's one of the bad guys. I don't know. I'll say so. Here's 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 my here's my pitch for Zlatan. Zlatan, so Zlatan plays the Max von Sydow character, Ooh. but he actually plays in the game, right? So he, he's yes. organizing, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's a major, um, he's, a, he's a, a terrible person, but he's also, right. he's, he also is like the captain, he's the German captain, yes. uh, you know, the, the Nazi captain. So, um, I mean, yeah, man, messy, right? Like, yeah, I think so. There. It can't be Ronaldo. No. You got you got to get one of the better like you got to get one of the best players in the world and it, it's 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 either Messi or Ronaldo probably like right for those like the top I think it's got to be that's gotta so be I think, Messi I think it's Messi I think you put Messi in yeah. he's Argentinian he can play Spanish obviously yeah. he can make you can make uh, the yeah. character uh, uh, Spanish uh, in this right. world um, yeah who so who else who else who is uh, the Bobby Moore character the defender. Virgil Van Dyke. I'm just gonna throw that one out there. That's not a bad call. Big Verge. One yeah, of their one of their defenders are are um, so. I mean Sergio Ramos your, is another uh, one. Yeah. What about your Mac Robertson from uh, Liverpool? Something like that. Or oh uh, yeah, Andy Robertson. Yeah, yeah, Andy Robertson. I keep wanting to say. I'm getting I'm getting tired, boys. I'm getting yeah, tired. That's fair. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it, it's this is funded by American Money at all. Christian Pulisic is definitely in this. Yes. Movie. That's true. Uh, yep, for sure. This is so basically like this is like the Space Jam of uh, soccer movies, right? Like just like the uh, basketball. Yep. Soccer slash soccer stars. Anyone? Yeah. Anyone else? Anyone else who would like really be, be really interesting? Like, I'm not sure Christian Pulisic would be actually an interesting person in this movie because I don't no. think he has. No. No. Uh, no. We just want to see him on the field. So what? So so let's let's actually talk about who, like what Americans who have like some charisma that we would actually enjoy seeing and who actually good enough good enough Clint Dempsey great that's a that's a great one actually yeah Yeah. okay yeah I was gonna say Landon Donovan maybe too yeah Landon Donovan's also kind of a milk toast motherfucker yeah Yeah. I don't know I don't know anymore Dempsey's a good point man I I think yeah he could be all grizzled the other one I actually could really see is uh is Gooch Gucci on way um he could be good Mm-hmm. I like I like what he does uh, on TV when he's out on on TV. Or uh, uh, Marisa Du actually is another one who actually has oh, a little yeah. bit of uh, a little bit of uh, a little personality to personality. Him. So anybody else from the soccer mm-hmm. world that you, that has the personality that you kind of just want to see fuck around on and play soccer for you know ninety minutes? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know right now. Alexi Lawless, but not not for oh. soccer. Like it would be interesting for Alexi to play, um, 
you, um, uh, what the fuck is it? Michael Caine's character, for instance, uh, or mm. or to play one of the Germans or something like. That. I think he'd be. I think yes. he'd be great as one of the Germans. Yes, him and Zlatan as villains. Yeah, pro- I kind of yeah. love it. L- yeah. Lawless is probably too is probably too old and looks too old to be a, a player out there. But no. uh, I, I think he'd be a great cameo in a, in a Nazi. Yes. Role. Yeah, as like their trainer or something. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. All right. Cool. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think our biggest change to the plot is just get rid of the uh, Rene character and like that. Yeah, just ditch it. Just thing. ditch like, it. Just yeah, ditch yeah, that. Any any other changes to the plot? You Dead have air. Yeah. I, I think I'd like to see I'd like to see the PG thirteen version of this. I would like to see him steer a little bit harder into the into some of what they're up against and why it matters yeah. so much that yeah. they beat this human evil. I appreciate the reasons they probably went the way that they went, but I would love to see a little bit of that darker side. Doesn't need to go full on Batman mm-hmm. tortured soul type vibe, but um scare me enough to make it matter to me that they win. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yep. All right. Yep. And just cool. uh, a fun a fun fact, it sounds like there is a remake uh that is being discussed at Warner Brothers. Uh Jomé mm. Colettera, a Spanish filmmaker. Uh, there's actually a script that was written in 2017. Um another guy's like taking a rewrite of the script and this is uh as of uh try pull on me. As of, you know, last year, 2019 that they were talking about remaking this and and who the hell knows. Um yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I'll be interested to see what they do. Yeah, the guy who uh, who's attached to direct uh, directed Waco, uh, and then he's uh, directed mm. the Disney Jungle Cruise movie, which apparently stars Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who I can definitely see uh, being oh somebody today in a remake of this movie as well. Um, and yep. he directed uh, the Commuter, uh, starring Liam Neeson, who also might be a great. Uh, in sort of that uh, Colby, Colby role, oh, yeah. but a little, yeah. a little, a little older, right? A little so like, old at this point. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah. Maybe he's like actually. I don't think he's going to be on the field. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a, you know, uh, maybe he's like a, a, a general or something who was captured and. Yeah. And he and he, he used to be a, you know, he was a, you know, West Ham manager or something, something yeah. like that or something. I like that. Do, so. I like that. All right. <laughs> okay. All right, boys. We're at, we're at the end. Anything else? Any other like? So listen, we're recommending this movie to everybody that we talk to for yeah, from check now it out. the end of eternity, right? Check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. If cool. you uh if you don't have a physical copy of this movie, I think you can buy it on Amazon or you can rent it. Um if you live near me in St. Paul, I will I will drop this movie off for you. No contract. <laughs> I, will, I will let you borrow my copy of this movie if you really, really want to watch it. Um please do. It's fucking great. And then uh yeah, so uh guys this is this is fucking fun i yeah yeah we gotta get the game back together more often yeah we definitely should and um we kicked around the idea so i i mean do you want us to do mean machine next time like we'll figure well i so i did a list maybe we should maybe we should solicit some listener feedback here so my candidates were mean machine fever pits the original soccer version not the uh red sox championing version that came out later goal the dream begins uh, at some point, we're gonna have to stare down the beast, and I'm talking about United Passions. I, I don't know if I'm up for it just yet. I don't know if 2020 uh, is gonna accommodate a 20 no, United no, Passions view or me, not. Let no. me stop you right there, Luke. When we yep. do United Passions, yes, we are doing that one in front of a crowd. Like we're gonna oh, watch that, yes. yeah, with the crowd. Yep. 
and yeah. uh, we are we are gonna watch that one. We're gonna like Mystery Science Theater Theater three thousand that one. So hell yeah, and, okay, and I agree. I We're saving I, that one for the next there, there, there is a copy of that DVD at the Blackheart, so we can oh, definitely yes. at the Blackheart, <laughs> no problem whatsoever. So uh, yeah, that one's not on the that was we're gonna hold off on that one. So yeah, for sure. Uh, kicking and screaming, still still out there. Um, off, there's a movie called Offside. It's it actually an Iranian movie. Uh, I don't know much about it, but it did show up on a bunch of people's like favorite soccer movie lists. And then a game called The Game, or one called The Game of Their Lives. And I don't even, I can't remember what that one's even about anymore. So, but I think let's let's shoot for Mean Machine. I think that's well within our wheelhouse right now. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. All right. Cool. Mark, you, you good with Mean Machine? I think we can do that. I don't want to do the Iranian one. It's, uh, no. it's September 10th, and when I think about what the Iranians did on <laughs> September 11th, I, I don't think it's time. Wow. All right, all right. Okay, uh, uh, we, don't, I, we don't even have time to correct Mike that. Just, Mike just ended that last part out. Uh, who the fuck? <laughs> Those um, goddamn Canadians. All right, all right. So we're, we're gonna do what's, what's, we're gonna do fucking Mean Machine. Uh, we're not gonna wait another. Like, we're not gonna wait a, a whole year plus. No. We're gonna do this again very very soon. Yeah. Um, gentlemen, uh, where, where can people find you if they want to, uh, engage with you, um, you know, on social media or, or whatever? Um, um, I, so, yo, go ahead. I was trying to think of my friendster handle, uh, on Twitter, <laughs> uh, on Twitter, it's just at offensive loons, no underscore nice. or anything. That's probably right. my most, uh, on match.com. It's, uh, no, it's... <laughs> Okay, so I'm uh, I'm at born with a tail underscore, but I'm on lockdown right now. So if you're not following me, you're gonna have to give me a pretty convincing case why I should let you in. So yeah, you should. Yeah, you should. yes, and you should because <laughs> Luke, is a, Luke is a great follow. Uh, Luke and I did a Wigan uh, a Wigan Wigout podcast not too long ago. That's uh, right. We should we should probably do something uh, now that the they're down in League One. Um, Ooh, baby. Yeah. Well, at least they're not. They haven't been sold for parts yet, so that's, that's the good. Well, news. Yeah, yeah, some of it has been. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. The, the, the team itself is. There's still maybe some warm bodies that'll come yeah. out of the pitch. Maybe so. what's maybe what's uh what's let's circle back in like about you know maybe like three weeks or so. See how yeah. Uh, let's see how things look at the end of September. Yeah, and then uh, maybe we can we can jump on. We can do a very quick uh, Wigan and uh, Wigan uh, Wigan Wigan yep. podcast again. So all right. Okay. Uh, well, I'm at Texas Zeller, obviously. Um, guys, thank you so much. This was fucking. All fun. right. I I needed this. This is it's been a it's been a weird it's been a weird week. I fucking needed. <laughs> oh my god. I needed yes. you guys, and I really appreciate it. So. All right. Rum uh, hams. Yeah. Rum hams for everyone. Yeah. I just have the hams. I don't have the rum right now. So. All right. <laughs> Love you both. Uh, we'll talk right. to you. Land here become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do